reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Victor Herbin III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. My man, Vic, you know what we failed to do last week? You know what we failed to do last week? What we failed to do was acknowledge what Adam Silver and the NBA did for, I, you know what? I think somebody's listening to the show. So if you listen to the show, Adam Silver, great. NBA, great. What am I talking about? We want to say thank you for listening to the show, because we, on this air, talked about Bill Russell and his passing. We honored him. We loved him. And and what better way to honor him like you did? Retire his jersey league-wide. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. So the, the Major League Baseball, they've done that as well with, uh, with Jackie Robinson. So his number is retired uh, baseball-wide, and they have a Jackie Robinson day. So minimum... What you've done is retire his jersey. And so I just want to say, Adam Silver, you did it again. You did it right. You seem to be hitting on all marks. And I just want to say thank you for doing that. Uh, what a great honor for a great man. Salute you, Adam Silver. I have to dovetail on that, Unc. If there is an MVP award for league commissioners it goes to adam silver again for the fourth year in a row i mean this dude is killing it from a leadership perspective from a branding perspective corporate social responsibility perspective when we talked about bill russell and what he meant not only to the league but to america as a whole and what he meant to the civil rights movement and his struggles and his challenges yet persevered to become one of the winningest players in in the league and then Adam Silver felt so inclined to watch this show and say, you know what? Those guys made some sense. Let's go ahead and retire this Jersey league wide. So again, kudos. I mean, he is, when we're, when we're talking about leadership at its highest level and we're looking at him, we look at Roger Goodell and then we look at uh, Manfred from uh, major league baseball. I, again, yeah. Silver keeps just taking it to the next level. Uh, Every year he's found something creative, something monumental, something iconic that continues to seal his legacy as a strong leader who, what would they say now, who's woke, whether it's the social activism of Black Lives Matter. What about uh, honoring Kobe Bryant for the All-Star game and having a trophy and then realigning the All-Star game with the, uh, uh, the clock, the shot clock and so much stuff signifying number eight and 24 or renaming trophies after Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and now to this point, yeah. uh, recognizing the great Bill Russell. So when we look at being in tune with the players, being in tune socially what's happening in this country, Adam Silver continues to take chances, continues putting himself out there, and I applaud him for his leadership as well as his courage. 
So a couple things I want to take away. Thank you. Hot take. That's that sizzling, brother. You mentioned Kobe. Yesterday was 824. That was Mamba Day. Let's recognize that day. The day before was his birthday. He'd have been 44 years old, man. And so I know it's not on our, in our, in our spreadsheet to talk about Mamba or Kobe, but why not? It's our show. Why not talk about Kobe? So any lasting memories or thoughts uh, that you'd like to share with our fans on, on, on the beam? The lasting memories that he's still here. To see the city of L.A. recognize him on Mamba Day and as well as on his birthday, uh, there's, again, we talk about corporate social responsibility. Watching what the Los Angeles Lakers did with the UCLA Medical Center and having every newborn born on his day to have a Laker jersey, uh, the, the newborn as well as the mother with a, with a Laker jersey and a certificate for Los Angeles Lakers honoring Mamba Day. So it's not just what he did on the basketball court. We saw what he was doing off the court as he retired and started that reinvention project. And so for the city of L.A. to recognize him and who, who he was as a man, I mean, that speaks volume. So today it's just it, it, it's it's always going to be bittersweet. It's going to be bittersweet. And in addition to that, we look at what happened this week with Vanessa Bryant and winning the lawsuit. Again, we talk about bittersweet. Would she want the money? Would she want her husband back? Got it. Uh, but she did win the money, uh, the lawsuit, but also recognizing that that was nothing to play with when you see some of the um, unprofessionalism of those officials on the scene of his death. So, again, what a way to recover at the end of the week to have the city recognize Mamba Day and what a great man he was. As we talk about man on the hills, to talk about Bill Russell. So that's what I have to say a little bit as I think about him. What you say, um? Yeah, well, you're about to steal some of my thunder. 824, that being yesterday. Yesterday, he was, um, Vanessa Bryant was awarded uh, $16 million, had to take LA County to court. Why? LA County, some of the sheriffs, they had a picture of the crash site of Kobe Bryant. What do you expect to see at a crash site of a helicopter with gas and, 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 and fiery flames and the residue? What do you expect to see? And then what were you going to do with these pictures? So you talk about unprofessionalism. That is sad. Shame on you, L.A. County and some of your folks. I'm glad she was awarded that $16 million. Does she need the money? It's not about that. It's about respect. It's about decency. And should somebody have to take you to court to get that decency or that respect? Well, we're in America, right? That's what happens in America. However, don't let it happen again. It doesn't have to be the bean. It doesn't have to be the mambo or or his, uh, his daughter, or those. It shouldn't happen to anybody, L.A. County. Come on now, you know better. It just so happens that it was Kobe Bryant. There is light on this, a, a bright light, and you're wrong for doing it, and you got punished for $16 million. I still think you got off light. So my Kobe story is, like you said, he still lives. Where? where? Right here. I, matter of fact, He's on my phone, screensaver, home, home, my home back page. So uh, I, he will always resonate with me. Seeing him, and we talked about it before, come in as a young 18-year, precocious ball player, taking those air balls, you know, in Utah, and to go on to, 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 to Hall of Fame. So what he did, 
uh, on the floor. I'm just feeling sad for what he was going to do, what we're missing out on in his off the floor exploits. And so uh, Kobe, you live on, uh, and I'm glad that Vanessa is keeping you and your name uh, <laughs> well respected, even in the community of LA County and, and around for those who may not have the, the uh, weren't growing up right, didn't grow up right. So that's what I got to say, Kobe, Keep on living, brother. Keep on living. We love you. Staying in the basketball world, my friend, my brother, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. <laughs> Adam Silver is a player's commissioner, if you will. And he has given so much power to the player. He wants to negotiate because it is a player's league. He knows that. And that's what got the league to where it is today. So I mentioned Kevin Durant just a few minutes ago. Well, Kevin Durant and empower, player empowerment ran head to head because the owner of the net said, I got your player empowerment, took a shotgun, boom, right to the chest, player empowerment, right to the chest, Kevin Durant. Yeah, brother, I got you on salary. I got you for the next three years. You want what? You want to get traded? Sit down. No, partner. Sit down, shut up, and play ball. I would love to. I'm thinking our fans know the backstory. I'm thinking our fans know the backstory. Do we have to share the backstory? Y'all know that he wanted to get traded. Do y'all know he wanted Steve Nash? He got him. Do y'all know he wanted to play with Kyrie Irving? He got him. Do y'all know that he set all of this up? I'm talking about Kevin Durant. Got it, got it, got it. And this year, this year, Oh, I want the GM gone. I want the coach gone. And I want to get traded. No. <laughs> the owner, Josiah, said, partner, sit down. Number one, I got billions. You got millions. Oh, this is my team player. I sign your checks. And I'm going to go with the coach that you chose and the GM that was here before both of y'all. No, I'm going to ride and die with them. Okay. Number two. We're all going to sit down and we're going to make nice. We're, I'm going to tell you who we are. You can tell us what you are. As of yesterday, fans, he's going to run it back with the Nets. We talked about that here. He ain't going nowhere. We said it here. He ain't going nowhere. He also found out that the market was not good for him at 30 plus years old, always often injured. Okay. And what, where was he going to go? What was he going to have to give up to go there? Brother, shut up. Kevin, just play ball. I toss it to you, brother. What you got? You played yourself. Just when you think <laughs> you are better than who you are. Yes, you got the stats. Yes, you have the legacy. Yes, you're a future Hall of Famer. But guess what, partner? Sit down. Not on this, not on this watch. I love the playbook that the Nets owner exercised. I'm with you, yes. player empowerment. Get your money, gotcha, gotcha. But let's think about three players within the last few seasons. James Harden, Ben Simmons, and now Kevin Durant. All trying to use this, this, this bravado voice. Hey, don't forget, bro. You want contract. 
So the reason why I like the Nets from an organizational leadership perspective, again, you all have heard me on both sides. I will I will sway for a player is if it's warranted as well as management. But while I like what the GM or the Nets owner did here, is saying, look, I don't need to win next year. Hell, I don't need to win the next three years. I, if you want to, if you want to sit for the next two or three years, I'll pay you behind the sit. I looked at what Philadelphia 76ers did with Ben Simmons, and if that's just what's going to happen, so be it. Because I'll age you out, bro. I will age you out. You want me to trade you at 34 for what? Because you said so? Because you threatened that you may retire? Bye. Bye. So, dang. I find out that I don't have pool like that. And he has to come out and play nice. That's that. I mean, wow. That I, I'm hoping that other owners understand you do have a voice. Excuse me. Other governors have a voice. And let's neutralize that. We can still find balance between player empowerment and player empowerment abuse, as well as governors having a say and saying, how do I want my team ran? And when I look at the Kevin Durant story over the last five years, and as he he goes down this journey of eventual retirement the next four or five years, and his skills start to decline, I am certain he will look back at the decision he made when he left Golden State. And he should. And say, dang, what was I thinking? I left OKC to win championships. I get two of them while I'm with Golden State. But for some reason, because I'm sensitive or what have you, I think I'm bigger than that team. When they were a team before I got there. And now I'm taking my talents to the East Coast and, and build my own team with Kyrie Irving and then James Harden. And how that worked out? I told the, our fans on this show, this is not going to work. And I, I cannot wait to watch Kyrie become Kyrie and watch the train wreck. And that's what happened. <laughs> so now Kevin has to look at some of these critical decisions he made when he was 29 and now he's 34 and saying, is this where I really wanted my career to go? And knowing I'm still on contract for another two or three more years and I'm stuck. My team may or may not make it out the East. I'm getting older. I haven't completed a full season in a couple years. And I just put my foot in my mouth and got taught a lesson as the governor placed me on his lap and spanked me like I was a little kid and reminded me <laughs> who I was. So kudos to Nets own uh, governor for making that decision to say, I'm not bowing down to a player that's telling me that he needs to be traded or else. And then threatening me with the people I hired as the head coach and the GM, man, go back, get your tapioca pudding, get your binky, go to go nap, nap, come on back here tomorrow, get that basketball, go run your Buffalo drills. Cause you ain't going nowhere partner. I think he overstated his value, you know, and what owner or governor would want him? You mentioned he was with the pristine organization. Talking about coach, governorship, players in Golden State. He was with the best organization in basketball and he opted to leave. Bruh, 
okay, everybody said, you know, you can freedom of movement. You can go where you want to go. You can do what you want to do when you want to do it. Cool. Then you side with this and then you want to leave what you tried to build. You said, Harden. You talking about Ben Simmons. You talk about, you know, Kyrie, everybody with Brooklyn. And then you want to leave what you, oh, I mentioned earlier, Steve Nash, you wanted all of this and then you want to leave it. You want to do this and then leave it. So I would want to know why would an owner or governor or any other player want to play with you or invest time with you when seemingly, bro, you got something's wrong upstairs. I believe something is wrong upstairs. Now, I know you like to just hoop, but you talk too much now. You're noisy. So Kevin Durant, man, you're probably the one of two, maybe best in the league, probably the world. And so it's not about skill. It's not about talent. It's not about what you can do on the court. It's what you're saying off the court. It's what you're doing off the court that speaks volumes. And and, and my, my co-host was talking about, you know, Kyrie being Kyrie. Well, both of y'all together, it seems to be very combustible. So uh, you have a chance this year to get it all right. We know about COVID. We know about Kyrie. We know about his restrictions or lack of. We know why Harden left. Now you got Ben Simmons and you got a pretty decent roster. Why not run it back? But put your best foot forward. Play your ball. But I don't want to hear nothing. I really don't. But you know what? Newspapers got to be printed. People got to keep jobs. Reporters got to report. And they're going to always have a mic in front of you. You ain't got to talk. Just because they put a mic in front of you, you ain't got to talk. Kevin, just play ball. Just play ball. It will be a very Bro, interesting season. I'm not I'm not watching the Brooklyn Nets to see how many games they win. I just want to watch the chemistry because you stated it. Combustible. <laughs> ben Simmons still haven't played a game in a couple of years. So if all three of them are dealing with something, to watch them combust, uh, they already have, or at least Kevin has expressed his displeasure with Steve Nash. And I still don't know what Steve has done or what he had not done, but he has coached them to get to positions of winning. He can't control that Kyrie's not playing. He can't control that Kevin Durant uh, starts hitting uh, bricks uh, towards the end of a fourth quarter game when they needed him to show up. They can't control when he's, uh, you know, he just can't beat the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, he goes toe-to-toe with Giannis. He got them there. So I'm really interested in what were those dynamics. Uh, and I, I loved how you shared that the model franchise right now is the Golden State Warriors. So you went from what they say, sugar to blank. Yeah, he did that. And not like the Nets had the most spectacular history as an organization. So you were that greedy or that selfish or that one-sided, the blinders on, where you did not see that you was actually in probably the best position in your career that could have taken uh, Golden State to a whole nother level of excellence. Yes. And they did it without yes. you anyways. So you had a premier team, and now you want out. Like, that's such a joke, man. Such a joke. Like I said, good luck this season. I will be tuning in. And not to watch how many, uh, you know, how he shoots from the field, but more how they shoot their mouth on, off the field. Well, another reason to tune in is because Kyrie's under one-year contract. Most players on one-year contracts are playing for that next contract. So is he totally bought in? 
because we talked about money earlier. Do you need the money? Does Kyrie need the money? He act like he doesn't because he doesn't want to play. He only wants to play 60, 50 to 60 games a year. He actually wants to only play 50, 60 games a year. What? You think that everybody, for the love of the game, no, no, no. And he's just a special kind of guy. So another reason to watch. Before he signed that one-year contract, before the uh, the Nets offered this contract, he wanted, he said, I want to become a Laker. <laughs> so is that still on the table? What's going to happen there? I know where your heart is. You don't want that. But, bro, there are still some rumblings about him coming, even though he signed the one-year with the Nets. There is still rumblings of him joining the Lakers. I don't want to entertain it myself. I know where you're at. <sighs> I don't want him because Kyrie can be Kyrie. But what happens to Kyrie? Does he stay? Does he buy in? Is he a net? Is he a net for the year? And then he moves on. What happens for the Nets this year is going to be highly entertaining. Speaking of the Lakers. I'm your net. Speaking of the Lakers. It's hot. The Lakers are hot, bro. They're hot. And I'm going to tell you why. The fans, man, they just signed in Rob I Trust. They just signed the most irritating, the most arrogant, non-skilled basketball player out there, three-time NBA player, uh, NBA defensive team player. So the boy can play. I'm talking about Patrick Beverly. The boy can play ball, and he's just nasty. He can go up against the Chris Pauls, the Stephen Curry, just make it a little bit more difficult, wear him down. He'll go up against LeBron, which he did, try to wear him down. He'll go up against KD, just get under the skin. I saw it, seen it. Well, the Lakers have signed him as of yesterday. Then we didn't get a chance to talk about it much, bro. I want to know what you think. Where you at with this signing? I'm, I'm with you. I think if anyone can really draw a parallel to what a nuisance Pat Beverly is, they almost have to go back to uh, 90s ball and think about Dennis Rodman, you know, where he would get in Carl Malone's head like no one else. So deep he was charging rent. And to look at Pat Beverly, where, as you stated, he's not the best offensive player. But what he does works. I mean, what he did even with Minnesota and just getting inside the heads of, of the Clippers and, and this, these, yeah, he, he plays with a chip the size of the Empire State Building on his shoulder. So to bring him in, because we need some nasty. The last time the Lakers had some nasty was Ron Artest, excuse me, Meta World Peace. That's the last time we had mm. some nasty. That dude that you say, you know, let's put this cat in here and let him rough, uh, you know, rough, uh, wreck shot. So we bring him in there. Again, I am interested in group dynamics, uh, utilizing the Tuckman uh, model of group dynamics. I'm really interested. Not because of what he can bring to the team, but we talked about locker room issues in, in the Brooklyn Nets. What potential locker room issues that we have with Pat Beverly and Russell Westbrook, where there is well-known beef. Folks, Google if you want to see the well-known beef between Westbrook and your boy Beverly. So mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing how this plays out. I'm, I'm, I'm happy he's on our team because we need a little, we need some attitude. We need identity. But uh, what do you think about it? What do you think about it? 
Well, that's that's good. And so my my precedence would be Dennis Rodman when we when he was with the Pistons. He used to get in Scottie Pippen's ass. Okay. Anytime Jordan came through the lane, got in him. Oh, a couple years later, he joins Scotty. He joins Jordan. And they go on to win a couple more championships with Pip, excuse me, with Rodman on board. So what are the main ingredients? Coach Phil Jackson for the for the um, Bulls at the time, strong personality, Michael Jordan, strong personality. Well, we got that in LeBron. I don't know about Darvin Ham, but you have to have somebody or you got to be very good that everybody just buys in. Okay, we'll sacrifice. We'll do and play your role to the to the highest degree. Dennis didn't have to score. He could. Dennis, all Dennis had to do was D up and grab boards. Well, he did that all the way to the Hall of Fame. What does Patrick Beverly have to do? He needs to D up. He needs to be nasty. I feel by himself, if he's able to buy in and get everybody else buy, buy in, he can win two to five games by himself just on the defensive presence. Getting the other team's guards in foul trouble, that being Chris Paul or getting them out of their game. So the precedence would be Dennis Rodman joining from the Pistons, joining the Bulls, and they go on to win championships. Well, the Lakers, unfortunately, are not that good. They're not bull ready. You know what I mean? They're not that equivalent of Bulls as far as playoff ready to win another championship. Matter of fact, I don't think Pat Patrick Beverly gets them over the top. Man, you know what they got to go through in the West to get even in the top six to stay and avoid the play-in game? And I listed those names. Man, we're talking about uh, Phoenix, Grizzlies, Warriors, Jazz, Nuggets. I'm not talking about the Clippers and, and, and the Spurs and the Pelicans and Timberwolves. I'm just talking about the top six there. So, yeah, the Mavericks. So, we got a lot of building still to do. LeBron's older, AD, how many games are we going to get out of him? But what Patrick Beverly does, he stays in the game. And he plays his role at an all-star level. So you talk about locker room dynamics. I got to have a strong coach. The word is, Ham is a strong coach. I know LeBron is strong personality, and nobody's going to uh, outshine him as far as glow and star status. I think Patrick Beverly can fit in with them. However, Westbrook, you needs to start packing, partner. You need to start packing. I can't see him and Beverly getting along. I just don't. I want to know what you think, but I don't see them working. Matter of fact, it's and I use a military analogy. My replacement is in before I PCS. Westbrook, you got your orders. All you need to do is get your get your your big move and your small move, your ditty move, get out. What do you say, sir? Woo! Wow. So are you that I mean that says a lot of you Westbrook because that means we already just said that Beverly's not a scorer. His main job is defense irritant, this defensive specialist. So as Russell Westbrook has to internalize and accept that his replacement potentially is here, he's saying, Wow, 
I was that insignificant on the floor to score points that they brought in a defensive specialist. When Westbrook doesn't even play defense, he's just, he, he's a, he's an offensive player. That's one of his biggest knocks is that he doesn't even play defense. So what does that say from a Laker organization? Say, I will bring this dude in is to play defense. Because I was paying you to play listen, offense. Listen, you could give me that. Listen, so at least I could have you play defense. Listen, listen. Westbrook had a chance to not even have this conversation that we're having right now. LeBron was out. AD was out. Westbrook was the singular most interesting man in the world for the Laker world. And he failed them. He failed everybody because his old habits came to form. So, no, they need to move on. If you say cut cut bait right now. So, so I'm, I'm sorry to uh, interrupt you, but he had his chance. We didn't have to have this conversation. But when you have as bad as a season that is yet, uh, we're talking about a former MVP. We're I'm not talking about his energy and his, his desire to play and play hard. Yeah, you can play hard and still be bad. He was so bad, they left him open on his threes. Bro was missing layups. And he took too many chances on D. Too many chances. I'm talking about chances where we didn't have AD in the back. You, bro, you need to man up. We don't have a shot blocker back there. You need to be in, stay in front of your guy. And countless times he's getting beat because he's taking chances. He's trying to go around and steal the ball. No, you had your chances. Matter of fact, I think they saw enough tape. They said, bro, we need to cut bait. I don't care, Ham or LeBron. I don't care. Move on. So, so you're in favor of Westbrook being gone. You're not good. You, you, you're not. You don't see an opportunity for him to stay and let and let the new coach try to bring this together. You're saying this don't even play with that. That that where you're at. Like he's shown enough that we cannot trust him with the keys to the palace. That he just needs to go. That's where you're at. Man, I'm Laker, purple and gold, through and through, okay? Whoever's on my team, I want you to bring value. I don't want you to be a detriment. I want you to bring value. So based on what we've seen in a one-year sample size, which is a good sample size to draw conclusions, uh, yes, I'm ready to move on. But I'm also that guy that says, man, okay, if you stay in the purple and gold, here's what we expect. You know what we expect. It's championships or bust. It's not about the Western Conference flag raising uh, and everybody gets a, a Capri Sun. Hell to the no. No. We want championships. And I want championship attitude. I need championship DNA. Act like you've been there before. So what is championship DNA? You can look at the Golden State Warriors and you can see sacrifices were made when Kevin Durant was there. Clay got less shots. Curry got less shots. And it was about winning. It was about winning. And so uh, Westbrook, you come on over. I didn't see him make sacrifices. I didn't see LeBron make sacrifices, nor did I see AD. Whether Westbrook stays or not, sacrifices have to be made all the way around to meld as a team. Unfortunately, you've got to be healthy to make it happen. And they never, they never did. They didn't play in the preseason. They didn't play uh, well, they did play it early in the season. Then we get hurt. And you're off and on, AD, and then you're gone completely. LeBron gets hurt, and then it's a, it's a it's a gone season. We didn't even make the play in game, bro. You know how embarrassing that is. We talked about it on here, so I am I am all about purple and gold. And in Rob, I trust.
It'll be interesting. I, I, and I'm probably the one that says I like to see him run it back. But to your point, how long do you keep putting that car on the road before you say, you know, it just does not work anymore? And maybe Westbrook has hit that wall. We're talking about Kevin Durant earlier that he's 34 and that he's coming to that end. So is Westbrook? I mean, when it when it when they lose it, they lose it. I mean, it's not a gradual. Okay, this guy like it just happens. And if that's what he is now, I would not want him back on our team. But if that was just a wow, I am overwhelmed. I was not prepared. Okay. But then I can't even excuse that because you're a seasoned vet. You're a seasoned vet coming back home. I mean, that's like Paul George or or Ka- Kawhi, this crash and burning because they're back in L.A. So either your head's not in the game or you just don't have the game anymore. So I, I it'll be interesting what they do these next six weeks. It will be very interesting to watch. As we talked about Brooklyn Nets, now to watch the Los Angeles Lakers and what they will have to do next six weeks. And I had to, I, I just wish I could be a fly on the wall because even if Beverly's not here to replace Westbrook, Westbrook has had to hear his name in the news since the last game they played in April. And am I am I coming? Am I going? What is going on? Does LeBron really want me here? Is he orchestrating these moves? Why Why would they choose me of all to be the fall guy? Uh, you know, AD didn't play. Like, everything is pointing to you. So it'd be very interesting just to understand those dynamics over the next 30 days. And will he be there at tip-off in October? So as you said, it's more to follow, but things are starting to definitely increase that intensity level as we get closer to the beginning of the season. Yes, yes. I think a lot of, um, it was very quiet on the trade front when Kevin Durant, they were trying to decide the league wide, was trying to decide where was he gonna go? Who was gonna pick him up? And so nothing was happening, nothing was moving on the NBA front as far as personnel and trades. And so you see what has happened now since he's made his decision. A couple hours later, Beverly's on the move. Donovan Mitchell is potentially on the move. Kyrie is still out there. I believe the Lakers, since we're talking about the Lakers, are going to make another move, and it's going to involve Westbrook. Uh, and the word is it's going to be with Indiana, uh, trying to get Buddy Hill and uh, what's it, uh, Miles Turner, I believe, is the center. Um, so, dog, that would make it very, 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 very interesting when we talk about our seating in the West, if we're able to pull that off. Beverly by itself, it's nice. It's a nice move. It helps protect our perimeter. And we have somebody out there that can be that irritant, shut their point guard down or whoever's on the ball. Beverly can do that. Make it harder so that when they do get by, you got AD back there. And then we got uh, another young uh, uh, center that can also, young, I'm talking about, that was with them before. And I can't think of his name to save my life. But he, uh, we, we, we'll be okay defensively. But when we won in the bubble just a couple of years ago, it wasn't about offense. It was about the defense. We weren't trying to blow people away or blow them out. We was just nasty. We had Caruso, even Kuzma. But AD was healthy, and we could lock everybody up on all five positions. And so I, I, I think we have a model, you know, that we can go by. And because LeBron 
Yeah, he can run the fast break, but running for 82 games, it's going to take a lot of starch out of his sales. And so uh, I think they're going to want to run at their own speed, run when it's at their advantage, but not just run just to run like most teams are just running in two threes and running back and then run two threes. They won't do that. I, I don't anticipate that the Lakers will do that. But another move is coming. Pivot. You mentioned last week we didn't give them due justice, man, talking about these Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers. We're talking about two or three potential MVP. We got MVP players on one team. We got Betts. We got Freeman. We got Turner at shortstop. High, all all-stars, okay, hitting high bat, batting averages, on-base percentages, playing good defense. We got a potential Cy Young winner with Goslin. Bruh, they are doing it at all levels. And we lose Bueller to a, a Tommy John surgery. So he'll be back next year. But Dustin May, Tommy John surgery last year. And he's back in the rotation. Hopefully he's back in rotation. Kershaw hasn't pitched in what weeks. And he, it's time for him to retire as well. But Dave Roberts, if you watch some of these games, the Dodgers are... Somebody may be on first today. Freeman is the first baseman, right? But you may see Max Muncy over there. You may see Bellinger over there. You may see somebody else. Everybody can play multiple positions. That is the beauty of the Dodgers. Get sustainable pitching, get to the bullpen. That's where we're having problems in the bullpen. And the bats are waking up. They're consistent. Bruh. So we're scoring runs. We're getting on base. The defense is probably the best defense in the major league. That's my assessment. So continue going on, Dodgers. It's not the bubble. They can't say we're in the bubble again. No, you guys go ahead, do the damn thing, and shut everybody else up. But I'm going to go ahead and close with that being said. Dodgers, I love you. We're at the end of this show. And to all of you that are out there who just took a, a 30 minutes or so to just be entertained by what we're having to say, we'll say thank you. We'll be back next week. I, I love that rant on the Dodgers because if there's any team that's going to bring another championship back to LA and it's not the Los Angeles Rams, it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. So I love watching what they've been doing and you, you nailed it right on the head MVPs on an MVP team. And to watch this next six weeks where we've got such a great momentum entering the playoffs, Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. But on that note, as you stated, it's come to an end, team. It has come to an end. Thank you all for coming out to supporting us today and tuning in. For many of our kids across the country, they've returned back to school. Be safe. May God cover you all this school year, as well as these special, special teachers that take their time, six to eight hours, of educating America's youth and not getting paid the money they're worth to do that. Such empowered people. I want to thank my sister, Norlani Herbin Hervig, my mother, Herbinine Herbin, my, my sis, uh, Tamisa Perry, even though she's not teaching anymore, but she is a teacher. Uh, Jania Hoover, who is our other co-host on this show. My father, uh, Vic Herbin Jr. The educators in our family. I thank you all. I thank you all for your selfless service to 
this country and to America's youth doing your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. So again, see you all next week. Hit us up on our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Love interacting with you all. We have an NFL special coming up for you next couple weeks as we get ready for the games and the games and the league that we all come here for. So again, take care. Love you all. See you next week.